hello. Welcome to Yay for Growth. I'm your host, Savannah Zipak, and this is a podcast where we have really deep conversations. So get comfortable, take a deep breath, check in with yourself, and let's get started. Hello, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Um, just a quick announcement that this will be the last episode for about a month or two. Um, I am going to be moving and adjusting to being back home in New Jersey, as well as focusing on my mental health, because to be real with you guys, transitions are hard as fuck for me. Um, it's something I've always struggled with. So I just want to make sure I'm setting myself up for success by not putting too much on my plate. I'm really excited to share this episode with you and I cannot wait to come back together around or after the holidays. I haven't really picked a date yet, but I know it will be by New Year's and that's okay because I just want to let my energy levels and intuition guide me. I, you know, really just need to honor myself and my health right now and that's going to be what's best for me. I'm definitely not going to stop recording. I'm just going to take a break from publishing from having, um, you know, that those deadlines that I put on myself, things like that. I just need a break from that. So um, without further ado. Let's get into today's topic, the poison that is comparing ourselves. The reason I titled this episode this way is because comparing ourselves to other people really is poison. It's like we drink the poison but expect the other person to die. It's just not realistic and it can be quite toxic to our souls. Falling into a frequent state of comparison can be detrimental to your growth, happiness, and your mental health. Okay, so yeah, I pretty much had a hard two weeks with this and it it goes without saying, you know, it just makes sense. My life is going through a lot of transitions right now and so my brain is going to activate all of its survival mechanisms to keep me safe. But I'll be honest, I I mean, I can know all of this. It's rational, but it's not fun. I literally have not felt this type of comparison (laughs) and self-loathing since I was in the height of my eating disorder years ago. And at first, when I became aware, I started beating myself up. You know, why am I feeling this way? After all of this work that I put in, how could I be engaging in such self-destructive behaviors when I know better? This doesn't make any sense. But then I remembered everything I know about survival and how long it takes to unlearn coping mechanisms. I remember that my life is going through a huge transition right now. And transition equates to uncertainty. And that's when my anxiety gets heightened the most because it just wants to protect me from danger, from going down the quote-unquote wrong path. We must remember though that there is no wrong path. You are already on your path if you're following what the universe gives you and listening to your intuition. If you are making decisions that are in alignment with your authentic self and prioritizing your self-care, then that's all you can do. That's all that you can do, my friends. Now, something that helped me get through that trap of comparison was combating my thoughts with what my higher self knows. 
And this is a technique that I would do with my therapist weekly. I would break it down, you know, the entire thought chain. Oftentimes, comparison leaves us feeling so shitty because it's not just one quick comparison, one quick thought, and then we move on. No. (laughs) Fuck no. We end up ruminating. One thought leads to another and leads to another and to another, and that leads to a negative emotion and so on. So I think being able to sit down with a piece of paper or even in your phone and just write out the chain of thoughts can really help because when you see it and even say it out loud, you can realize what a spiral you may have created for yourself. That's quite frankly unrealistic and doesn't serve you that there's no evidence for this, for all of these thoughts. (laughs) So Anyway, once you write down your chain of thoughts, what you can do is combat them with what your higher self knows. Now, when I did this the other night, I realized that my mind was making a lot of assumptions about things. You know, you'll learn in therapy that there's a bunch of different kinds of thoughts. You can have like cognitive distortions, you could have assumptions, mind reading, whatever. Um, Actually, assumption and mind reading might be the same thing. I, I don't remember, but Yeah, I realized my mind was making a lot of assumptions about things and what others think of me, how they feel about me, etc. And it was powerful to realize and really see this. The important thing with this technique is that you have to be 100% honest with yourself about your thoughts. Sometimes our thoughts are so quick and autonomic that it takes a while to even come to terms with what they are. Like you have no idea. But understanding that process how one leads to another and then to an emotion is very powerful because you can debunk them and you can ask yourself, is there any evidence for this thought? What does my higher self know to be true? Um, so let's see. Something else that really helped me work through comparison was remembering that I don't actually compare to others at all. And that's a good thing. No one compares to me. And I don't compare that I don't compare to them. We are all such unique individuals inside and out. And it might sound hippy-dippy and it might just, you might just be like, are you you kidding me? Really? We're all unique? Cool. Thanks. Cured. (laughs) But seriously, when you sit down and put it in perspective, it's like, we're all so different and you're uniquely you. No one compares to me. I don't compare to them. We are all such unique individuals inside and out. No two people are exactly the same look exactly the same, and think exactly the same. Remember that your uniqueness is your superpower. Like, literally that quote that says, you are you, that is your superpower. Might sound corny, might sound cheesy, but it's so fucking true. How fucking cool is that? Our brain wants us to see these differences and such as a threat. It thinks we're in danger. But really, by evolution, if you think about it, our genetic differences in behavior and things like that can better our chance of survival. If we all had the same genes, we would be wiped. Literally, the whole world would have been wiped out by coronavirus already. Our distinct differences are what make us unique. It's not danger. But, you know, our brain does want us to see it as a threat because it's just afraid we might not be accepted and therefore survive. And this is especially heightened if you grew up in a household that was very competitive or a parent was constantly comparing themselves and or you to other people. But you must remind yourself that you are safe. (laughs) There is no threat here. No threat. 
We are all unique and it's pretty beautiful. So besides really just reminding yourself of that, that we're unique and working through the chain of thoughts, a really big key that goes into this and any other kind of healing um, is really just having self-compassion. Really just being compassionate with yourself that like, it's hard. It's not easy. And again, as I said, you know, if you struggle with this, chances are you struggle with it because you learned it as a way to survive as a survival mechanism and that's nothing to be ignored that is very very significant and i just think you know we all need to hold that space for ourselves and remember it's just going to be harder sometimes than others but you have the tools and resources available to you and now you have the knowledge and experience of like okay well i used to struggle with it like this before but how am i getting through it now right? Because that's what matters, the present. The past can teach us how far we've come, but in the present, we can choose what we want to do next, right? And yeah, I just, I would love to, you know, if you struggle with this, for you all to be more kind to yourself. And I think it's so easy to get into that trap where you'll just spend like hours on Instagram, hours on social media, things like that, looking at other people, seeing who's liking what and That's the downside to social media these days. I mean, it's like you just, (laughs) everything is available to you. But at the same time, we forget that it's like only one part of people's lives. I think it's very rare that someone literally shares like every aspect of their life so authentically that there is no room for, um, I don't want to say error, but like (laughs) for it to be misleading. You know, I think everybody has stuff that they're biased over as far as their life and posting about it goes. Some people post more about their relationships and some people post more about their friendships. And that's what I mean, relationships. Like, it's not just romantic. Like, some people just like to post their social life. They really make it like social media. But other people use it as a tool like I do and I know a lot of my listeners do. Like, you follow a lot of mental health accounts. You follow self-help things, therapy, trauma healing, all that kind of stuff. Um, So a lot of people just really use it as a, you know, tool for information. But, you know, I think even when you fill your feed as much as you want with certain things, you're bound to see one thing or another. Even if it is with like, quote unquote, uh, I don't want to say productive, but like positive things, you know, that that help you. Even if it is with resources, you can still see something like, let's say somebody's journey or story and be like, damn, they got out of this. Why didn't, you know, why am I still in this place? If they can get out of it, I should be out of it too, right? Like we compare our stories, even our healing journeys. I know I do that, especially when I see people who've recovered from a lot of their like disordered eating and things like that. I get so triggered sometimes because I'm like, damn, like I can't even imagine what a life without those thoughts are. So, you know compassion, empathy for yourself. It's just really important because you can do all you want to control stuff, but things are kind of still thrown in our face with the way that society is today. And long story short, you know, you learn comparison as a coping mechanism, period. (music) 
And one last little thing that I'm just going to add in there. Um, you know, if you do struggle with comparison in regards to like a relationship, like let's say, you know, you do have self-esteem and uh, issues and things like that. Um, and let's say your partner likes the picture of somebody else. This is such a common issue. I mean, I've heard the podcast I listen to just break up. They give great relationship advice, but <clears throat> they've talked about this. Like, it's just such a common issue. People get worked up on it. I know I used to be really, really bad with that in past relationships. Like, I see my partner like something else, and then you get super triggered, right? Because it's your insecurity, and you're just like, oh, my God. It's something, you know, I could offer you is just literally reminding yourself that a like does not equate to whatever it is that you might think it does. So, let's say in your head, you're catastrophizing. You're saying, oh my God, he liked her picture. And so that means he wants to be with her. I mean, let's write that down. Let's repeat that. He liked her her picture. So he wants to be with her, even though he's with me. Like, it just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense, especially if your partner is showing you everything, all the attraction and everything like that that you need. What can help is saying, you know, okay, a like does not equate to them wanting to be with that person. And also reminding yourself, you know, how they want to be with you. Like they want to be with you. Their attraction to you is literally wanting to be with you. Any somewhat attraction, even if they did like a picture because the aesthetic is really nice or the person is just like attractive, quote unquote, to them it's still not them liking it as in I'm attracted to them. I want to be with them. You're the only person they want to be with. And, you know, as long as your partner is, if you put it on paper and your partner is making you feel secure and all of those things, then honestly, it's just, there's no reason to get yourself hung up on that and upset about that. You know, there really isn't, you know, uh, let's, we're, going to challenge ourselves to not catastrophize here. And I know that's just, and I wanted to bring that up because it's something that comes up for me routinely in relationships, but also my friends. Like <laughs> I've talked to so many of my friends getting upset about their partners liking pictures of other people and it's like just such a common issue. So I just wanted to throw that out there. But long story short, just know there are tons of ways that you can work through this and you are so much, you know, if this is what you struggle with, you are so much more experienced and educated now that I really have faith in you. So with that being said, I think this is what I have for you all. I hope that you really enjoyed this episode. I know I did. This topic is something I'm obviously super passionate about. Um, if you want to connect with me, you can on Instagram at the.sacredspace. And there you can send me any topic suggestions you have or, you know, have resources for cognitive behavioral therapy, mental health, things like that, support for your healing journey. It's just a really great community. And I'm you know, really just loving how everyone's engaging in it. Um, if you want to support my podcast, you can at the link in my podcast description uh, for as little as 99 cents a month. Uh, feel free to send me any topic suggestions. And that's what I got for you guys. Have a great week. And thank God Joe Biden is president. Damn. I said I wasn't going to get political, but <laughs> not to say I love Joe Biden. I'm just saying it's not Trump. Until next time. Bye-bye.
So remember, just as a sunflower isn't any less beautiful than a rose, just because they appear different, I want you to remember this about yourself going forward, this next week and the week after that. Namaste.